0: Today I'm sharing about grace and the Zadok priests, and this is out of the book of Ezekiel in chapter 44. But let's talk about Ezekiel for a moment. Ezekiel was a unique prophet, he was not only a major prophet, but he was also a priest after the line of Zadok, who descended from the high priest Aaron. Zadok also served as a high priest during the time of King David, the original Zadok. The ministry of the prophet-priest Ezekiel spanned two eras of God's dealings with Israel. The first was the era of Israel's falling away from God, which led to the destruction of Jerusalem and the Temple of Solomon, and Israel's exile into captivity in Babylon, The next era of Ezekiel's ministry was his account of the work of God upon Israel as the captives came back after 70 years in Babylon to the city of Jerusalem where they rebuilt the temple and repaired the city and its walls and its gates. Ezekiel tells us that many of the Levitical priests had become unfaithful in representing God's heart to his people. They'd gone after idols that had become corrupt and immoral and was setting a bad example to the people. God finally lifted his anointing from those immoral and corrupt Levites and didn't allow them to come near to him into his holy place in the temple. So he chose the Zadok clan of priests who were faithful to God's ways and who found grace in his presence to receive God's heart of love and truth for his people. The Levites, who were unfaithful to me when Israel went astray from me in pursuit of their idols, will suffer punishment for their iniquity. Because they used to serve people in the presence of their idols, they caused the community of Israel to fall into iniquity. And for that reason, I swear with an oath that they will have no access to me by acting as my priests or by having access to anything I hold most sacred. Let us suffer the shame they deserve and the consequences of their shocking practice. I will make them responsible for duties that pertain to all the labours of the temple area and to all the work that must be done in it. That will be their work. But the Levitical priests who descend from Zadok, who faithfully took care of my sanctuary when everyone else went off and left me, they are going to come into my presence and serve me. They are going to carry out the priestly work of offering the devoted sacrifices that are dedicated to me, sacrifices of worship that are pleasing to God. They're the only ones permitted to enter my sanctuary. They're the only ones to approach my table and serve me, accompanying me in my work. When they enter the inner sanctuary, the inside courtyard, they are to dress in linen. No woolens are to be worn. They're to wear linen headpieces and linen underclothes. Nothing that makes them sweat. When they go out into the outside courtyard where the people are, they must first change out of the clothes in which they do the work of priests in my presence and leave them in the sacred rooms and change back into their everyday clothes and they are to make clear to my people the knowledge of what is pure and what is tainted in any cause or contention They are to be in the position of judging things in harmony with my heart and my will. Spending time with God was the first thing the Zadok priests did, unlike the other priests, who did their work each day with people and with things, but without the presence of God. How long would these Zadok priests spend in God's presence? We do not know. But it's clear that if they took so much time to put those special robes on to be in the company of God that it would not have been a fleeting five-minute visit with God. They were responding to God's personal invitation of communion with himself and accompanying him in his work and the effect of their time with God stayed with them. You might wonder about the choice of a linen headpiece instead of wool. The natural reason given here in the scripture is that wool causes sweat. There's also a spiritual reason why God went to so much trouble in the detail of things like this. There are many things in the Old Testament that hide a message for us in the New Testament. But they were to wear linen. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 19 that fine linen represents the righteousness of God's people. And these are the people who believe in God and want to live close to him. Righteousness simply means having our heart in alignment with God. So this linen headpiece speaks to us of having our mind upon God and having a mind of peace and order. And there not being any sweat of anxious striving. So it is a spiritual sweating, getting into stress, upset. God wants to put a crown of peace upon our heads when we're in his presence. When the Zanuck priests drew near to the holy place to be with God and after they'd discarded their ordinary outdoor clothing, it was approaching God. It was like leaving the things of earth behind and allowing their spirit and soul and body to be covered with the presence of God. They had the linen on and they had the clothing Of the presence of God upon them. And when they went out to meet the people, they changed their spiritual clothes for everyday clothes. So they come in wearing their everyday clothes. They're on their way, approaching. Some of them might have had a collar and tie, others might have just been in jeans and a (laughs) t-shirt. It didn't matter. They were street clothes. But they came in and put on their spiritual clothes, which means being clothed with the presence of God and when they go out they put on their jeans and t-shirt again or whatever it was they were wearing their street clothes so that they could identify with the people they had been in the presence of god and so they were able to carry this presence and impart it in the way they spoke and acted amongst the people and that is the work of a priest to bring god into people's hearts they didn't have to come out amongst the people with their spiritual headgear on and their special linen robes, and have everybody saying, Oh, such holy people you are. No, they had to be one of the people. And the people really needed to know that they were one with the priests who did this for them on God's behalf. The final verse says, There to make clear to my people, the knowledge of what is pure and what is tainted, in any cause or contention, they are to be in the position of judging things in harmony with my heart and my will. So the Zanuck priests were given God's wisdom in their counsel when they were sharing with people who asked for help and advice and who wanted prayer. God's presence allowed them to hear and comprehend a person's need. But even more so, they were able to help people hear what God was saying to them in their situations. They didn't just recite pieces of great counsel that they'd picked up. They were hearing from God and they were able to impart the heart of God according to what God was saying to them. God is able to present himself through simple words, but it's the heart of faith that gets the wisdom. Now this was a type of the priestly ministry of Jesus as he spent time with his father so that he would have his father's heart and mind on what to say to the people. It's interesting that if you read the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1, which speaks of the generations from Abraham through to Jesus, a Zadok is in there. Somebody in the Zadok line is mentioned so that Jesus was even a descendant of this Zadok clan, in one way or another. Ezekiel also prophesied of a new covenant work of God that would one day come upon his people to redeem mankind from their human failure. So this is linked up to the work of Jesus. Ezekiel prophesied in chapter 36 that God would give them a new heart. The scripture says, a new heart I will give you and a new spirit I'll put within you and I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my ways. That's a supernatural work of God, the grace upon the soul that changes the will into one of surrender that wants to walk in God's ways. It goes on to say, you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. We are told that we are a spiritual priesthood and we can do the same as these priests in a New Covenant way and bring God into people's hearts with simplicity and grace. This is the same picture as us climbing the mountain of God and leaving the things of earth down below to spend time with God on his mountain of transfiguration. That was a similar thing. Going to be with God. The mountain of transfiguration where we leave all our earthly cares in his hands and let his grace act upon us. We looked at this mountain recently about going up to the mountain, carrying all the things in our backpack and talking to God, as it were with our street clothes on, the things of earth, talking confidently to him, person to person. But then we gave everything to him. Then when we came down the mountain, we were prepared for that grace to work upon the needs and the challenges of the day in front of us, in amongst people, in amongst our own needs and challenges of life. The more time we spend silently with him knowing that he is within our hearts, the more his presence penetrates our soul. It actually penetrates our consciousness, the awareness that he is there with us. And that can expand in us, something that lingers with us, a deeper awareness, God is here, I don't see him. And that is a spiritual connection. But it is our soul that is affected, our mind and our emotions and our will. God wants to pour his life into us in those times. And the effect of that time stays with us. God is speaking to his church in this way today. He's saying to us, You are to come into the holy place, which is where my heart and your heart grow closer together as one in the Spirit. You will draw near to me. You will come into that place and receive my life, and you will go out from that place and give my life to others. Amen.